0: Hey kids, welcome back to On Stage, Off Stage. I'm your host, George Sapio, and this month, we've got a doozy of a show for you. Valerie Hager is the creator and performer of Naked in Alaska, a show that tells the story of her former career as a dancer in men's clubs in Alaska and Los Angeles. The show has toured around the world to sold-out reviews, winning awards at the New York City Fringe, the Chicago Fringe the Edinburgh Fringe, where it was pick of the fringe, and the winner of the Charles Sullivan Award for Arts and Humanities from CCRI in Rhode Island. It was kind of hard to figure out where to start with this, so we figured we'd just talk about the show itself. What
1: happened was, here I was living in Los Angeles. Um, I think it was probably 2000, 2007, 2000, late 2006, when I um, decided that I needed I had to quit dancing and I had to figure out a different way to be in the world, to make a living. And, um, there was a, a couple years there where I just, um, I moved back home. I, I had to get some real support in how to live, uh, how to live without, um, working in the strip clubs. And what is that, what that looked like, um, for somebody like me, um, not having a college education and having had just, lived the last 10 years making my living this way um I had hit a bottom in my life as a performer as an actress and um as a woman and everything just kind of imploded at the same time um it was in 2009 that I met uh Scott who is now my husband um and that was a really powerful thing for me um he was the first man in a long time that I had met um that I felt safe with and that was, um, loving and healthy. And he also happened to be a writer himself. And, um, it was through really these beginning conversations with him about that part of my past and part of myself that I started to get encouragement from him to begin to share about this in a, with a wider audience in a larger way. Um, and Ultimately, we ended up moving uh, out of Los Angeles to New York City to start a new chapter and a new life. And it was upon arriving in New York with that force and the energy and the excitement and creativity that I felt there and the anonymity that I felt there with not knowing anybody through unpacking boxes in our apartment and coming face to face with this Younger self this other aspect of myself that I had kept silent for so long and knowing when I was looking at her You know in these pictures from these clubs in Alaska in LA, you know that I that I I knew I must give a voice to her and to her Story in order for me to really step into the woman and the artist that I have always Dreamed and imagined of becoming and that's how that's how the very beginnings started
0: Okay Tell us about the show itself Sure. Yeah, is i um, I'm from what I'm gathering, this is pretty much very close to what you experienced in real life. You were a dancer in uh, strip clubs in Fairbanks, Alaska, in L.A. Um, a lifestyle which I one can only assume is dangerous. <laughs> and, fully loaded. <laughs> yeah, uh, and yet somehow I'm I'm wondering for so you did it for so long what was that like
1: yeah so you know it, it i think that there it's it's so complex because you know for me it was very much for, for it was very much like the family i had always longed for and it's like yes i have a family i have a mother and i have a father and i love them very much but it this was the, the tribe that I had been locking, longing for, it was like this, the family where I finally felt like I fit, if that's what I'll say. And, you know, there, especially in Alaska, there was this element of danger. I mean, you know, the hell, that club was pretty much half owned by the hell's angels and they were frequent customers, but not paying customers. And, (laughs) you know, um, it did have this kind of um, something is about to always happen thing going on but at the same time I felt safe and those it was it's so interesting because they they would coexist literally simultaneously simultaneously was like this danger and this feeling of safety and belonging and you know just it wrapped in the same package
0: oh okay um so what does a person see when they come in to see your show it's 80 minutes long Yeah. You're telling the story of yourself. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So Naked in Alaska, ultimately, um, is uh, me playing not only my younger self, who um, was really naive in, you know, my early 20s, like a lot of us are, and uh, fired from my job, uh, dumped by my boyfriend, and finding myself in, like, $3,500 in debt, which for me at that time felt like hundreds of thousands of dollars and not knowing what to do. And basically the show starts off with me, um, going to my best friend at the time and saying, what do I do? And she was already working in the clubs. She was working in Tijuana. Um, she was already raking in the money. Um, she was everything that I wished and wanted and longed to be. Um, and she basically said, come with me and we will take care of all of this. And, uh, ultimately that one night turned into 10 years and in the show, I take you on that journey in a, you know, compressed 80 minutes and you meet, um, that, that former best friend of mine and you meet multiple other dancers that I worked with and you meet customers I danced for, um, you know, very touching and, and warm and compassionate customers and, and violent and dangerous customers, um, along with boyfriends, uh, club managers. Um, and I really try to lay out, uh, what it looked like through the lens, um, that I lived so that the audience themselves can, can experience that firsthand.
0: Hmm. Okay. Um, so many questions right now. I'm, I'm going to try and list them all. So, uh, and, and try and get them all in the in the proper order. Being up on that stage, doing naked in Alaska, um, having done what you know you've lived through all this dancing, dancing in front of strangers, okay, mm. uh, all those nights, thousands and thousands of strangers. Now you're doing a show for a different kind of audience. Mm. All these different strangers who are actually getting something close to the truth about your life. What's the connection there? I mean, as you look out from the stage Mm. to these people who are there because your story is so compelling, right? what do you go through when you go through, when you talk about the events of your life to rooms of strangers who are there to find out more about you? Not just to look at you, but Mm. to find out who you are.
1: Yeah, that. Wow. I mean, let's see. That's like that's so much. I think that you know, I I I think I've been lucky enough to um have have really uh open and warm audiences. I feel like maybe it, maybe it's the show itself that people come they already sort of know what they're getting into, you know. Um so in a sense they're ready for the wild ride. Um and that that i i feel that i feel that almost every time i do the show i, I experience that an energy from the audience that they they're there to support they're not there to sort of throw daggers which is um it's been really awesome to have that experience um i think that uh it is really vulnerable i mean it's incredibly vulnerable um it's vulnerable to me for me to play my younger self um more than any of the other characters because of course now I'm, you know, older and wiser and I would have made so many different choices, but I have oh, to I tell, think we all
0: would have done. This. Yeah. Right? yeah
1: exactly. <laughs> but it's like, I have to, I'm telling her story and the way naked in Alaska is, is that I'm, I'm telling her story from the consciousness that she was in then. So, you know, um, I'm really stepping into that kind of doe-eyed, isn't this so awesome? You know, um, don't worry, you know, it's okay that he just sort of, clocked me across the face he's really nice usually like you know so yeah you know it's a character who justifies and rationalizes and and I will see the audience and they're 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 looking at me and with their oh my god this poor thing you know she they want they want to you know they want to help this this character you know of my younger self and and um and and sometimes I I wonder if in the earlier parts of the show if they're trying to figure out is that really valerie or is she playing her younger self is that her now and so you know Mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of us discovering it together um and peeling the onions of ourself together if that makes sense
0: no that makes perfect sense and it's uh it it always sounds like an adventure but i know from personal experience that peeling the onion can be a rather challenging and sometimes painful experience
1: yeah absolutely
0: Okay, so let's talk about your audiences a little bit more because I'm I'm absolutely fascinated with the way people react to being confronted with something. What what are the demographics like? Do you find more men there, more women? Um, get a can you get a, 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 an estimate of like the age range? I'd like to love to find out who's actually sitting in those seats.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that um, just from looking out into the audience, um, there's there's always a large amount of women. Um, there's definitely men there, but there's, there's, there's often like a, a, I would say it's a little more women than men. Um, and the demographic is probably like 25 to like 60. So, Mm. I mean, it really, it really vacillates between that. And, um you know in the edinburgh fringe it was actually uh it was more uh it was an older it was older actually really? it was it was more of yeah it was more of like uh maybe like 40 you know 40 to 60 instead of the you know but in but in la there's been a lot of younger i've seen a lot of younger faces a lot of young women sitting there
0: huh wonder why that is in edinburgh that the yeah. demographics are older that's that's an interesting thing um what kind of response do you get and I'm particularly interested in the women's response um because there you are a vulnerable woman or so it seems okay um at least in your portrayal of being a dancer who is a vulnerable person regardless right. of how tough you might be um you're in a you're in a world that is expecting of you things that are difficult to to to, to bring across at times so what do the women who see your show say i mean what kind of questions do they ask
1: yeah i mean it, it's pretty awesome to the kind of feedback that I get overall from from women. I mean everything from I got an email from a sex worker. Um I, I don't even I never met her before. I didn't speak to her after the show. And she basically sent me an email to say thank you for telling our story and that she often sees theater um work being done about sex work, but not usually from the perspective of the sex worker. It's usually from you know, um, somebody who has not worked in that world. And so her email was talking to appreciation for, um, how I touch on, um, the vacillation in, in, uh, in between jobs after one leaves dancing, um, and the complexity around that. Um, I had a recent, uh, Facebook message from a young woman who was talking to, um, the deeper stuff that I, basically show in the in I mean that I reveal in the show around sexual assault and um, this uh, sort of like how I didn't speak up about that in in when that happened to me and how I sort of um, took it on as like well it was my fault and she she sent me a message saying that she felt so much of her own personal story come up and she left the show with this mix of you know these mixes of emotions and that she went home and she started furiously writing in her journal about her story, um, of what happened to her. Um, so usually it has, usually the response is, uh, something opened up in me and now I feel like I can say, um, I can give a voice to my story because I saw you give a voice to yours.
0: Hmm. Okay. So you're basically empowering a lot of women out there to open up about what happens to them that they don't normally talk about.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't think I realized that that was what it was going to do at first. At first, I was just sort of like, you know, crossing my fingers and toes and hoping that people didn't walk up and leave, walk about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah.
0: oh, sure, you yeah. Know, yeah.
1: <laughs> I had no idea, you know, what how, how this was going to be received. And I think that um, with every, um, well, it really was uh, in. In 2012, the writing started, or 2011, 2012. Then it was getting it really on its feet in 2013 um, and really workshopping it. But it wasn't until 2014 that I started to um, go deeper into the things that were, for me, then very shameful to talk about or the things that I was like, oh, God, if my mom or dad sees this, what is that going to mean or – You know, if my Mm -hmm. friends see this, what are they going to think? But it was sort of when I decided, well, it doesn't matter. I've got to do this for the people out there that are that are feeling like that, you know.
0: Sure. So that,
1: you know, I've I've got to say, like, look, here's what I did. And here and, and here it is all laid out, you know, and and do what you will with it. But hopefully you'll do something good.
0: One would hope. Yeah. Yeah, it's it sounds like a remarkably, unbelievably brave thing that you do every time you get up on that stage. It's hard for us to, to talk about things in our lives that, you know, we're ashamed of or we're afraid that other people will judge us harshly. Um, but to do what you're doing, which is to bring the truth of your life to audiences after audiences, I, it's, it's remarkable. Um, you were recently in... Uh, los angeles yeah uh, yeah at the bootleg theater uh, with jessica Hanna.
1: yeah i'm there right now i have i have two more weekends left
0: okay um i know jessica she was on the show a few months ago we worked together on a selection committee for a a grant and uh she's a remarkable individual Mm -hmm. how uh how well are you guys getting along
1: so she's an incredible inspiration for me. Um, I only moved back to LA in March and I hit the pavement immediately looking for a home for Naked in Alaska in Los Angeles where I knew it had to land because of the story um, in the show ending in Los Angeles and in California. So mm-hmm. it needed to sort of be rebirthed here. Um and i was led to jess uh by a friend of mine bruno and uh she responded to me and we had a meeting and it was an immediate connection and bootleg literally when i walked in in my whole body i knew that this was naked in alaska's home um and
0: surprised me at all actually
1: oh yeah right and you know uh i met with jess a couple of times and then she pitched to me this awesome idea she said listen i think I think I want to do a curated women's voices festival with three women's solo shows. And I want yours to be one of them. And here's how I see the breakdown. Um, and what do you think? And I was just like, are you kidding me? Yes.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> Why not? Just,
1: yeah, exactly. And her wings have been wrapped around this women's voices festival. Um, absolutely and she is fierce and fully supportive of this work and i'm totally i I absolutely am in love with her she's awesome
0: yeah she is absolutely awesome um okay so naked in alaska uh, which you've been bringing pretty much around the world uh you're doing a lot more acting though you've been branching out to other projects you've got several other solo shows um I know from looking at your website. Uh, so let's talk about those a little bit. Which, mm-hmm. uh, Where did they come from, and how many of them, uh, do any of them deal with, the, or are they relative to the same subject matter?
1: Yeah, thank you for asking. So, yes, they are. Um, so I, I did, they're, they're sort of um, 20 to 45-minute pieces, and they're more specifically talking to um, uh, yeah, they are talking to sex work. So um in one of them it's called Big Man, and Big Man is about my first experience um putting my feet into what is this world of escorting, high class escorting, sort of in Las Vegas at the you know, fancy hotels. Mm-hmm. Um and basically it's a 45, 40 minute piece that uh basically takes you on the this night. Uh, this wild night where I am, I, I put myself out there for my very first, uh, client. Um, and, (laughs) and, uh, that sort of goes, uh, pretty crazy. And, um, Well, I think it's fine because I'm not even doing the show now, so I'm just going to say what. So I I went there with my best friend who is the accomplice in Naked in Alaska as well. Her name is – her character is Raven. Mm -hmm. And she had been working – that that story basically talks about how she had been working at this – it was at – actually at the Bellagio. She had been working at the Bellagio for a long time, and she brought me in there with her, and I ended up getting this proposition from – Uh, a high roller there who smelled like danger from a mile away. And when the deed was supposed to go down and we were in his room, I panicked and somehow finagled, you know, my way out of there, but not without stealing his
0: wallet. (laughs) Okay.
1: So yes, it was. And then of course getting into the car with my friend, and and me being like, I just did this. Isn't this so exciting? And she just looking straight at me and saying, "This is my fucking job. This is where I work." Yeah. Are you kidding me?
0: That's crazy,
1: and, right? Yeah. So that's really
0: that show really. Yeah. I would have been terrified.
1: Well, I, I, I mean, was. T- yeah, I was. Yeah. I was terrified, and I and, and stupid, and by doing, you know, it was just a stupid mistake that I did. But I. But ultimately. I I absolutely betrayed her in that moment. And the show really talks to that sort of selfish, naive, um, you know, uh, younger self and these choices that she made that actually put other people in danger without even thinking about that and the consequences that come with that.
0: Wow. I'm kind of stunned. I asked you about the women's responses to to the shows. Let's talk about the men because – I confess I do feel uncomfortable, not not with talking to you. You're very friendly and you're very open and I feel very safe in this conversation. But I also feel quirky and, and tweaky about talking about this kind of sexual job. I've been to strip clubs. When I was younger, I went to I went to a few strip clubs and I was the guy on the other side of the bar looking at the women. Mm-hmm. And now I'm so far removed from that And my my ethics and my views on uh, women's personhood has have changed so much that I don't even I can barely remember the person who sat in that chair. But I'm wondering what the men who see your show go through. I mean, what do they talk about? Do they do they talk to you after the show?
1: Yeah, I mean, I have had I have had really awesome responses from men and. I think that, I guess I could say for the most part, the men that have sat there have just fully received the story. I have gotten emails, like, say they've gone to my website or something like that, or they look in the program and they find a way to contact me. And they, they uh, you know, I've had had a few emails just saying, thank you for this perspective. And, you know, it really opened my eyes up to a whole nother way of looking at this, this work. And the women that... um that I've definitely been in contact with inside of these walls. And so thank you for that. Um, I've also had, I've also had men who are sex workers themselves, who are former dancers themselves um, sitting in those seats, um, talking in the same ways to the impact of the story that the, that the women who work in those clubs do. I mean, men have just overall been really compassionate and, and Mm -hmm. fierce, you know, they've been, they've, they're like the warriors. they have been the fierce warriors in the crowd. Um, And I I love them there. I mean, I I need the men there just as much as I do the women. And the thing about Naked in Alaska, too, is that it's not a show that says somebody is wrong or somebody is right or the clubs are bad or the clubs are good. It's not it's not it's not a it's not a piece of writing that tries to to tell you how to think when you leave. It's just uh, it is just literally what happened in my story um, as truthfully and as raw as I can. Um, portray it for for others and it's
0: up to them oh sure but I, I, can, I can't picture somebody not walking out of that theater with thoughts and emotions yeah. and things to think about because it's one of those things that, that many of us never see or we're so content with knowing that it's out there but since it doesn't impact our lives and we don't have anything to do with it we don't pay any attention to it but this goes on everywhere yeah, absolutely everywhere, and in in these clubs, there are these women who, for whatever choices they make and however you know they end up there, they do this, and you know, seeing a show like yours just kind of throws it right in our faces and, and hits us home with a reality that many of us know nothing about. I said before you were brave, and I absolutely meant that. To me, it's you know inconceivable that that I would even have you know the craziness of the guts to even begin doing what, you know, what you've done. So let's, let's move on a little bit. You are now acting in other things. Are you looking to pursue acting uh, or theater or movies as a, as a career now?
1: Well, I've been, um, I've been in the performing arts for really my whole life. My dad actually is a professional mime artist in San Diego and he is, and has been um, a director of um, Mimo dramas and, um, non dialogue shows, uh, he's a professor of mime, um, for like the last 40 years. Um, so I grew up, um, having this performing artist father who would, in a sense, do his own solo pieces in front of, you know, uh, outdoor audiences, um, using puppetry and, and mime and music and all kinds of really cool stuff. um, so it was through my dad that I started performing when I was like five years old is his sidekick punky, the clown. Um, and
0: punky, I, the clown,
1: yeah, punky, the clown. We were in the news. It. it was so awesome. Yeah, I was, he was kazoo and I was punky. Um, yeah. And I, I actually continued, um, all, you know, doing, and then I continued acting and then in my teenagers, my teenage years hit and I had a really challenging time, um, there, you know, parents divorced and mom and I didn't get along. And I had real struggle with my body and found food and meth, meth as an Ooh. outlet and a way of dealing with the feelings inside that I didn't know how to deal with. Um, and, but you know, it was actually when I started dancing in my twenties and I was living in LA it was when I was in my twenties and I was dancing and I was living back in LA. I was taking um conservatory classes in acting. Um I was in a theater company. So I've acting has always been there. This is not like um like um I just now decided. Gotcha, but
0: it,
1: yeah. yeah, it's always been a part of like when I was when I was dancing at the strip clubs, when I would dance on stage, I would feel how I feel when I'm doing Naked in Alaska. I would feel like I'm I'm getting to perform for a live audience, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm getting paid to do it. Well, in the strip
0: clubs,
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know, Um, it was once you left that stage that you were in this jungle, but when you were on that stage, it was as if I was performing like I'm performing now.
0: Okay. Uh, Where do you see yourself in 10 years?
1: Hmm. I mean, I definitely see myself with my husband, Scott, yeah. and um, hopefully we have created more work together. And um, I don't I, I I don't I don't think I've ever thought that far ahead. I mean, I think that um, I hope that we have a happy, simple, creative life and that um, we make choices to impact others with our work i mean you know i i think that's that's as far as i can get
0: (laughs) that's good enough (laughs) yeah okay valerie thank you so very very much for being a guest on the show um this has been an experience in more ways than one and uh your story is exceptional and compelling and i Wish you the best of success with it and your other endeavors. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for uh, taking part.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Hey, kids, thanks for listening to On Stage Offstage. On Stage Offstage is produced monthly, and all of our shows can be found at onstageoffstage.org and also on iTunes. If you enjoy what we do, please recommend us to your friends. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at On OnOffStage. And if you are a theater artist with an upcoming project of interest or working a part of theater we haven't covered yet or know of someone in the theater world who'd make some great chat, please send us a note at info at OnStageOffStage.org. OnStage OffStage believes in and advocates for a world where all people are free to live their lives as they wish, in peace and without fear. We believe in universal respect, diversity, and equality in all areas of life for all people, no matter what their nationality, race, religion, age, sexual status, or gender. Onstage Offstage will never promote or endorse those who seek to diminish others because of who they are. I'm George Sapio. Thank you once again, and happy theatering to all of you.